calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Buffy and Frodo were in the Hogwarts library late into the night, prepping for the final trek into Mordor. Liz, I have to stop you. Why? Because this already sounds like the greatest story of all time. World Stealers! Hi everyone, this is... World Stealers. Remember a time back in near history when um, Prince wouldn't let any of his music videos be on YouTube and now they're all on YouTube because of tragedy? I do remember that. This is kind of like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're just taking things we're not supposed to and putting them online. Yeah. And you know what? We like it. <laughs> and you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Liz, are you ready for another week of picking fan? Well, two weeks, actually. Yeah. You know, or however you know, many weeks. I'm ready for the weeks that we're going to dedicate to this next fanfic. Yes. I'm oh, so ready. This is me taking, because um, I'm not really pooping. Right. But what's excreting out of my body is just like pure excitement. Yeah. It's but like, it, it's the same noise, honestly. It's the bodily fluid that is excitement. <laughs> it's out. It's in the air. It You're breathing amazing. it in. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, so let's get to it. Let's run over first friends, friends, family, tiny army. Yes. Um, let's go through really quickly some of the franchises that we have left, just yeah. so that you know what you're in for and what is possible. Because our first week, we didn't start checking. It, it was amazing. So after knocking that off the list, we now have Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Pokemon. X-Men. And X Files. Whoa! So, do you want to pick this week's? I do. Franchise? Fuck it, you know I do. Hell All right, let me yes. get in here. Let me get into this bowl of little papers. I just gotta make sure. There's the it's paper real. noise. Um. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm scared now because this means now I'm gonna have to watch all all the X Files. Yeah. So I've never really seen it. I used to watch it by myself. No. Like li- when I lived mm. alone. Terrifying. Uh. It. Guys, it's really scary. Like, I know it's, it's cheesy. I know. I, I, yeah. But it's really scary. It's, it is. I used to, like, it would come on as a kid, and just that theme song, I would, like, change the channel yeah. so fast. I Yeah, I could never watch it as a kid. And I think the reason was I remember seeing, in, like, a um ad, bleh, an advertisement for an episode that I think they had, like, Stephen King guest direct an episode or something, Ooh, or, like, guest write an episode. That's and awesome. The ad was just, there was a 
doll and i was like no nope no. hard no hard no on never dolls. i will never, never watch this dolls show are terrible no no aliens mm-hmm. are scary enough dolls come on aliens aren't nearly as scary as dolls no dolls are the worst dolls are humans that aren't human yeah aliens just, aren't even humans at all no they're That's like the you know what point. you don't expect them to behave the way that we behave because they're not human but dolls but dolls. it's just we're pushing our boundaries guys and that's good to do and you know what else i forgot until just now x-files means Something special is going to happen. Oh, it's a tiny army. Tiny army. We have such a surprise for you. And it's funny that you're such a tiny army because our surprise is very tall. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, um, I, part of me wants to explain why we call them tiny army, but I almost forget where it came from. <laughs> oh, it's because we don't have a large listenership. <laughs> But the listenership that loves us, tiny but is, dedicated, is dedicated, and we and feel loyal. like if we asked them to, they would fight a war for us. Right, right, right. Okay. And we're going to ask you to. Thank you, thank you for that. Okay, thank you. There we go. Yes. Just a little recap. Right. It'll be against DC Comics if I had my way. Oh anyway, yeah, because Batman well, is garbage. Yeah, but Wonder Woman's so good. Oh, I know. I should. But you know, Wonder she, Woman should she would jump over. ship and uh, Gal Gadot. She, she needs to go. She'd be like, listen, over. I see this tiny army, and I am now gonna helmet. Well, anyway, anyway, uh, back our, to our surprise. Our Wonder Woman for this uh, episode. Yes. Our tall, tall Wonder Woman. Tall drink of Wonder Woman. Uh, it's going to come in and write a fan fiction with us for X-Files. I have never met in my life uh-huh. anyone who knows as much about X-Files as Shana Cott. If it was 1993 and you had a song stuck in your head, we'd wager it was either Linger by the Cranberries or the X-Files theme. X-Files revolves around FBI agents Dana Scully and Fox Mulder, both tasked to investigate X-Files, which are weird, creepy cases that no one else wants anything to do with. Mulder, with all the irrationality and emotional impulsivity of your typical man, believes with all his heart that aliens are real, monsters walk among us, everything is haunted, etc. While Scully, rational to a fault, searches fruitlessly for logical explanations. Though it started as a cult hit, X-Files turned into the longest continuously running sci-fi show on TV, eclipsed only in 2006 by Stargate SG-1. Rife with creepy baddies and more sexual tension than you can shake a stick at, X-Files has truly made us believe that Gillian Anderson can get it. Hi, Kate. We're here. We here have we someone else to say hi to. Normally, it's just hi, Liz. Says Kate. Hi, yeah, Kate. Yeah, no, it's usually I'm, you know, usually just the two of us. Yeah, but now we have to make creepy eye contact with a third person. Oh, I'm here. Hi, Shayna. Hi, Shayna. Hi, Kate. Liz, Liz, and Kate. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of oh, it's our pleasure. We're very. Like, so you are our first ever mm-hmm. guest star. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I am <laughs> so honored and excited right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I, uh, you know, I'm so thrilled and I am such a fan of the work that you guys are doing uh, with getting fan fiction out into the world, commonly Mm. accepted Mm -hmm. by, you know, popular culture. Yeah, it deserves a lot of recognition. Absolutely. It's time. It's time for fan fiction to Uh be taken mainstream. It's time for people ripping off other people's franchises and ideas to be taken mainstream. Absolutely. Yes, or at least admitted to, right? Yeah, because I do think (laughs) empires were built on... <coughs> Twilight on fan fiction. Yeah. Uh, yes. And true. I think maybe just the one empire, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
I mean, well, only and then, one that we know of. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. True. Awesome. So we're doing X Files today, and really, we're doing X Files, Shana, because you wanted to do X Files. Well, no, it wasn't my idea. I think isn't that how? What is the origin? No, story I think we here? did. How we, did we? We picked X Files, but I think when Shana heard that we were doing X Files, I there was a lot really of excitement. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I get it. I so, like through the zeitgeist, you were like, "I must." Well, I just spent a lot of time behind the bar talking to Liz about this, what you guys were doing with World Stealers, and when X Files came up, I happened to be rewatching a lot of X Files, and I got really super, super pumped about <laughs> about it. And then Liz asked me if I would write one, and I was like, "Yes." Please, I, I would love to. Perfect. Yeah. I've been waiting all these years. <laughs> um, and I remember because in the beginning of World Series, I know you guys talked a little bit about like your background with fan fiction in general. And I, Liz was t- like telling me like, oh, I never was like into fan fiction. It wasn't a thing that was like on my radar when I was a kid. But it was definitely on my radar. Ooh, tell us okay. tell us about that. I'm going to not. I'm going to plead the fifth on most of my fan fiction Why? writing. Why, was it all exploits. sexy? Well, I don't think you guys understand what pleading the fifth means. So <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and plead the fifth one more time. It was sexy, Liz. For the sake sex, of yeah. teenage Shayna. In a in her basement with her I computer. Mean, we don't think you should feel ashamed. Adult Liz and Kate are going to be writing some sexy fanfic this season. Oh, oh are you? Oh, oh, sexy yeah. fanfic when I was 16, 17 years old before I understood how that worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And I was never as much of a writer of fanfic as I was a consumer of mm. it. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of trolling of fanfiction.net. I mean, that's how the addiction starts. Back you know? in the day. It is yeah. how. Mm-hmm. That's the gateway. Cool. So what should I talk about? Like my... X Files background. Yeah, yes. talk about tell us about you get into how long mm-hmm. have you been a believer? <laughs> Give us your X Files resume. So I, as a kid, was always just like my, like me and my dad. One of our sort of few bonding activities was we would watch, we would like watch sci-fi type stuff together, and some of that was like Star Trek, um, and some of it was X Files, which I always. Like, I don't have super vivid memories of, like, the plot points or the episodes. I do have vivid memories of, like, Scully being the coolest and also of the song and the intro. Like, Mm -hmm. that definitely Mm -hmm. looms large in my brain. Mm -hmm. Then I was, like, trying to write the fan fiction and Mm -hmm. I was... I had that thing where you're like, oh, if I can't start something that's going to be perfect and amazing, what is the point? So I didn't start it. I didn't start it for the longest time. And then. Well, every once in a while, I would get a text from Shana, usually drunk. Yes. Being like, I wrote one line. And then she would text me the line. And then I assumed pass out. And was it good? Not were they oh, yeah. They lines? were great. They were oh, super okay. fun. Cool. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just delighted that this is being put together one piece at a time by drunk Shana. I didn't use oh. any. I didn't use any of those lines in oh, the final no. product. That's a shame. Can I'm, we pull them up? I, I, have, have. <laughs> I have one memorized that I will say for you right now and I'm really sad that I didn't get a chance to work it in I when I first started like brainstorming I was going to go in a whole different direction Um, but the line was despite his paranoid predilections Mulder was a poor conspirator (laughs) 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 Um, okay well so what I ended up writing was inspired by uh, a Tumblr post that I saw. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but I love Tumblr. There's one Tumblr blog that I check religiously every okay. day. Okay, cool. And I also am very active, well, I lurk very actively on a on a subreddit called r Tumblr. 
So anyway, so this Tumblr, this Tumblr screen grab, I think I actually saw it on Reddit, but it was from Tumblr. And it was like, do you know, there's never been a Halloween episode of the X-Files. And what a waste what? is that? And I was like, wow. I was like, they're right. Light bulb. Yeah, because I love Halloween. You guys both know mm-hmm. this. Oh, yeah. I know that. I'm yes. like a freaking Halloween freak. Mm-hmm. I would have also thought, because X-Files is a show that is like, very playful about itself mm-hmm. often and mm-hmm. you would think that a show like that would do halloween episodes yeah, yeah. It, it's super campy it yeah, would have very like self-aware made so much sense but I, I don't know maybe they thought it was too on the nose or mm. interesting i really can't say why they didn't do that disappointing yeah but don't worry guys because i went ahead and wrote a halloween oh x-files perfect fan i'm excited Excellent. and um because it's the it's the author insert theme mm-hmm uh i struggled a bit about whether it was gonna be like first person from my perspective Mm -hmm. or like how like omniscient i don't know yeah writing it's crazy so (laughs) (laughs) anyway one day i was like lay i was like laying on my couch at home and all of a sudden inspiration struck after reading that and i was like all right i'm gonna start and i just sat down i wrote for a while and like 200 2500 words later I was like, great, this is great. And then I got stuck for a while, but I finished it this morning. So awesome. Hopefully, you know, I, I, maybe I have more things to say, but maybe I should just no. let it speak for itself. I, I was, don't know. I was telling uh, Sheena before you got here, Liz, that um, we also finish our fan fictions often oh, yeah. 10 minutes before arriving to it the studio. It would be very <laughs> off brand to not finish the fan fiction the day of the recording. So it's. Perfect. Well, the way you've done it is absolutely perfect. On brand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's you know, there's nothing like a deadline for increased productivity. I'm panic. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Definitely some panic. I woke up unassisted by my alarm the morning of Halloween. Immediately excited and surprised I'd been able to sleep at all. My first thought was to wonder who was going to work the third shift at the fourth jump scare corner tonight. It had been my last thought before falling asleep, too, because my deranged entertainer had dropped out the afternoon before, and I had yet to get a solid replacement nailed down. All the good haunted house performers had been working for months and were already booked on their busiest night, but I'd be damned if the best Halloween party in the city, my Halloween party, went down over a crazed centaur. I crawled out of bed and started some coffee brewing. Out of consideration of my roommates and the early hour, I refrained from singing, managing to hold myself to a quiet hum with the occasional Ghostbusters. <laughs> I don't know who this is, but I hope there's a series of detective novels uh, where they are the star. It's me. It's me. I, it's me. I'm Can You should be a Shana. fun detective. I just... Career change. <laughs> detective. It did start a... It has like a noir kind of start, I, I guess. I love it. Okay. Okay. It took me three cups of coffee to make a pile on the bed of everything I'd need to take with me when I went to set up the party, three costume changes, various pieces I'd promised to staff and attendees, and the mandatory spares for anyone who showed up without a costume. Thankfully, with a lot of help, I'd set up almost everything in the few days prior, but there are always last-minute contingencies to prepare for. It wasn't even 9 a.m. by the time I'd made it to the space. As I was climbing out of my car and wrangling my bags, I saw two people in dour suits snooping around the building. I wrote it off as Halloween geocaching and let myself into the stairs up to the loft. 
I had a couple more cups of coffee. And by the time everyone else started to arrive, I'd already been pacing around, adjusting fake cobweb and mumbling to myself about blind corners for a couple hours. A Spotify radio station based on Monster Mash was at full blast. I gratefully retreated to our green room to let the technicians, performers, and security settle in without me getting in the way. Through an episode of furious texting, I'd called in a favor to get a Burning Man, Seder type in retirement to cover my fourth jump scare, but he couldn't make it until nearly showtime, so I was doomed to stress about that until the hammer dropped. Occasionally, my event manager, Karen, popped in with questions or decisions for me to sign off on. She was already outfitted in dryad makeup and leafy capris. At some point, she ushered in the geocachers. I was midway through the intricate process of painting my face to look like a demonic black goat. I'd only practiced once before, following along with a YouTube tutorial, so I was feeling a little hopeless at my progress. I took a little solace in the raised eyebrows of both the serious-looking people now crowding into my green room. Simultaneously, they reached into their coats and pulled out badges. The taller of them, a white guy with dark finance hair and a squinting expression in his moody eyes, introduced them. I'm Special Agent Fox Mulder, and this is my partner, Dana Scully. We're with the FBI. Would you mind if we asked you a few questions? Yes. They're here. <laughs> They've arrived. They've arrived. Ooh. They have arrived. Uh, sure. I leaned forward to peer at their badges, and they helpfully thrust them closer to me, as if I'd know what to look for to distinguish counterfeit FBI identification. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I had anything to hide. Did you want to see my liquor license or something? Scully had a focused expression as she stared at my half-painted face. We're here to investigate the disappearance of a girl named Darcy Jarp. <laughs> I have to pause there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Explain. I very vividly remember like being like, I need to come up with a name for this character. And then immediately the concept of human names just wiped was wiped from my brain and i was like darcy jarp <laughs> and as soon as i thought of it i couldn't you sound i couldn't like the, the guy from twin peaks nerds <laughs> that's the name of this character <laughs> yeah and as soon as i thought of it i couldn't think of a single other it's a wonderful human. name yeah it's a it's a good one. Little Darcy. Great I internal rhyme. A <laughs> nice sharp N. I love that. I thought you guys would like that. Once yeah. I came up with it, I was like, well, that's, that's her name. Thank goodness. That's what she's called. Um, yes, so Scully wants to know. Does she look familiar? Scully pulled a picture out of a different pocket than her badge and showed it to me. Darcy looked pretty unremarkable with vaguely blonde hair, blue eyes, and a forced-looking smile in what was obviously her acting headshot brick wall background. I looked up from the photo and shook my head at Agent Scully, whose looks one definitely could remark on. Mm-hmm. True. True story. Also, the She's detail a hottie. Of brick wall background and an acting, an headshot, acting headshot spot on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mulder narrowed his eyes even further and cocked his head at me. She was last seen working in the haunted house at your party. A year ago today. Oh, shit. That got my attention. I'd feel horrible if someone working by party got into any kind of trouble because of it, not to mention the fear of exposing my guests that night to any danger. I leaned back down to re-examine Darcy's picture, but I still didn't recognize her. Then I realized something. 
if she's been missing for a year and this party was the last place she was seen, why haven't I been questioned before now? I hired plenty of people under the table and there were several I'd probably never seen out of makeup. It was feasible that I'd had Darcy working at the party last year, but this was the first I was hearing about anyone disappearing. Mulder and Scully exchanged an inscrutable look before Scully looked back at me. Mulder kept looking at the side of her face as she said awkwardly, her disappearance wasn't noticed immediately. I let that hang for a minute, but neither of them offered any further explanation. Finally, mostly to cut the weird, I explained that I had no information on Darcy and I didn't know how else I could help them. They exchanged another look, Scully's vaguely dreading while Mulder held back some strange manic excitement. Mulder told me, We need to be at your party tonight. I wondered if their badges were actually fake. If this was some elaborate ruse to get into my party, the sheer audacity was flattering. Feeling immediately more in my element, I settled back into my seat and added another swatch of contour to my goat face. You'll need costumes. <laughs> I feel like maybe I'm jumping the gun and guessing this, but I'm guessing that Mulder fucking loves Halloween. I I'm not gonna comment. Don't tell me. Okay, 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 okay. I feel like also he loves Halloween because he genuinely believes that it's a night where like the Shit veil happens. between the spirit world yes. and the real world is thin. And yeah. Scully's like, He's I can't fucking believe I'm going to a Halloween party. <laughs> I kind of think you know. You remember in at the end of Jose Chung's From Outer Space, my favorite episode episode of X Files, mm-hmm. where he like bursts in on the author and he's like, "Please don't write this book." When things happen that are ridiculous. And earnest people, you know, are trying to look into them. They end up looking ridiculous and it ruins their credibility. And like, please, sir, don't make me look like an idiot in front of your audience. So I kind of feel like Mulder probably has the same thing about Halloween. He's like, Halloween makes my work look ridiculous. And I don't like it. Mm -hmm. It's an insult to all of the real demons running around. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All the the true phenomenon. Mm. Uh, That's fair. My second thought that I had was... Again, can there be a serialized TV show about a, a woman, and I'm assuming a woman who runs a haunted house and all kinds of crazy shit happens there? Yeah. Because I am into this narration of this human, Liz. All I want is to see a woman lean back in her chair, apply some contour to her goat makeup and very like studied and cool be like, You'll need some costumes. Exactly. Wait, that's all. <laughs> but I need. in every episode, in every with episode. like a followed theme song, right? Yeah. Like, yes. That's the like monster that's the cold open. character's version yes. of like putting on a pair of sunglasses and, and like exactly. <laughs> and then the who starts playing. Exactly. But it's yeah. yeah. Usually I wouldn't work the door at my own event, but I was pretty keyed up about having a couple of FBI agents at my infamously debaucherous Halloween party. Security and event staff had a heads up to encourage a new level of discretion, and I didn't think agents Mulder and Scully were there to focus on a little chemical revelry from my guests, but it was a concern. The early entry ticket holders were pretty sparse. To dedicated celebrants, a haunted house rave is a second or third Halloween night stop at the least but the agents were definitely the type to be punctual to a party. They'd looked around the loft for an hour or two earlier that day with the benefit of full house lights and limited interference. 
Mulder had focused on going around knocking on flats installed as temporary walls to create the maze of the haunted house and squinting at props. This year's theme was Hades, so I'd made a lot of spooky Doric columns with harpies perched atop and cloth rivers full of drowning souls coursing over the walls and ceilings. I made most of the props and set pieces throughout the year, but there were always some thrifted details, urns, rubber snakes, the kinds of things it was easier to buy. Mulder poked at my harpy statuary, rubbing one finger across her silicone torso before looking attentively at the finger, then smelling it. <laughs> it's gross. Mulder, Mulder <laughs> he smells does, his fingers all the time. Yeah, he does. And yeah, occasionally he smell. puts it in his mouth. Yeah. Um, that is a investigative technique that is not unique to X-Files, but like many TV shows, they'll have someone be like, yeah. acid. And you're like, don't put that They're on your always tongue. tasting stuff. So like we constantly tasting is. drugs. Yeah. Which for <laughs> me. Like, like rub it on your gums. You're like, mm, cocaine. Yeah. Like, they'll, like, they'll like lick cocaine, which from what I understand is if that wasn't cocaine, if it was like heroin or fentanyl. Right. If it's fentanyl, mm-hmm. you're dead, dude. You're dead. Stop yeah. licking cocaine. Also, literally, yeah. you have lab techs for that. There are entire swaths. There's a whole budget <laughs> situation. Yeah. They, that's yeah. what they do. You're also contaminating it. Well, like, and, and the x-files like what is your best case scenario for what that mysterious thing it's like ectoplasm right. is your like ideal how do you know what ectoplasm like, tastes like Mulder? Mm, yeah slimer yeah. yeah yeah he loves to smell stuff though that's definitely i have a lot of thoughts about Mulder, so i won't get into it but yeah what a fucking weird <laughs> is it what his <laughs> fetishes are because those are my <laughs> thoughts <laughs> well mm. we'll get there we'll get in there. mine <laughs> we'll get there Scully made her way around the haunted house and the dance floor, zeroing in on personnel. She interviewed bartenders, bouncers, and actors about whether they'd worked last year and knew of Darcy outside the party setting. I didn't pay much attention, but her questions did seem to upset a couple of the people who'd acted in the haunted house last year. Karen took care of them, taking them off to debrief and calm down. I concentrated on making sure anything that might be movable was securely fastened to something immobile. Mulder had focused his attention on one spot in particular, near the middle of the haunted house's maze, and was thumping on a place where the partition abutted an actual wall of the building. It was an awkward corner in the construction, and I'd painted it void black with a sign reading Tartarus. At some point, I'd have a titan pop out of it and try to grab people before a Zeus showed up to throw some lightning, a performance that could be an exciting one-off of the kind that kept word of mouth about my party's high from year to year. Mulder was doing his touch-and-smell routine to the black paint on the wall to Tartarus when Scully joined him. They started arguing softly, Scully looking annoyed and concerned, Mulder gesturing avidly at the wall. I trained all my eavesdropping skills and was able to catch a couple of words of Mulder's impassioned whispering. Portal. Her doppelganger. Before she showed back up. They both looked over to where I was fussing with Cobweb and trying to look innocent, then walked over. Have you ever noticed anything strange in the time you've been hosting parties here? Mulder asked, cagey. It's a Halloween rave. I was unable to keep the derision out of my voice. It's designed to be strange. Things are always going sideways, but certainly nothing like the disappearance of a staff member. I thought briefly of the time in year two an actor had got blind drunk during their shift and fallen asleep barely concealed behind a curtain with a limp arm extended, causing a few of the guests on their own strange trips to think someone had died in the maze. That rumor had accounted for, by my estimation, a 5% increase in ticket sales the following year. 
Scully gave me an apologetic look. Can we ask, what was your theme for last year's party? I didn't see how it could matter, but I was already confused by these agents' methods, so I answered without editorializing. Enchanted forest, you know, fairies and sentient trees and stuff. They exchanged one of their looks. Mulder with a wry sort of I told you so expression, Scully looking downtrodden. After a beat, she said, it really does seem that we'll need to attend your party tonight. It may be possible that whatever caused Darcy's disappearance is still active, and we're hopeful that seeing everything in action will provide some insight. I couldn't imagine a more unwelcome intrusion, but I was used to rolling with the punches where parties are concerned. I will make sure that you're able to attend and have the staff help you in any way they can, but I have to ask you to be discreet in your investigation. Obviously, I want my guests to feel safe and have fun, and your presence could be a distraction from that. I gave them Karen's number, and they excused themselves. Now, they were here. Scully was in a modest, dark black dress, high collar, ankle length, long sleeves with a white bib in the front. Her red hair was pulled back in a loose bun, and she was carrying an Erlenmeyer flask, stoppered, with a glowing liquid inside. I couldn't help but be pleased at the willingness of this button-down officer of the law to participate in the magic of becoming someone else for Halloween. Excellent, Marie Curie, I said approvingly, and she smiled a little bit at the recognition and nodded. Her partner was wearing his suit. When I turned to him, he lifted up his hands and said, I'm a man in black. He grinned in a way that he obviously thought was charming, clearly expecting it to slide. So you didn't bring a costume, <laughs> I asked coldly. <laughs> Again, deserves her own television show. <laughs> What's the big deal? It's a party. It's dark. There's plenty to look at. Who will even notice if I'm not in costume? This party is costume mandatory. No exceptions. As I said earlier, there was no way I was going to let this guy run around looking like a cop and not the sexy hot cop kind and spook all of my guests. <laughs> he started up with another complaint, but Scully silenced him with a look and a molder that made it sound like they'd already had this discussion. Without too much more protestation, I brought them both inside and Mulder to my stash of backup costumes. He was a tall guy, and I couldn't imagine convincing him to get into a dress, so Lil Bo Peep, Cleopatra, and Jessica Rabbit were out. I didn't... I would like to see David Duchovny in a Jessica Rabbit costume. Oh, oh my God. God. I also Absolutely. think he would be up for it. Okay? I mean, he probably would, but... Not Mulder as Mulder, but, but as David, David Duchovny. Duchovny. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oof. I wish, you know, I wish David Duchovny, David Duchovny, if you're listening, I love you, but you did not age well. And I think you know that. No. And you're no. honestly, so. you're a dick <laughs> from what I've heard. Yeah. From, yeah. You know, by reputation. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. But um, if you could go back Jillian Anderson, in time, you seem lovely. Jillian hey, Anderson, we yeah. love you. Please call me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> call me. <laughs> she timidly says, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. You can DM World Stealers and they'll give you my number. Yeah, we yeah, will. We will. Hand that shit out to yeah. anyone pretending to be Julian. <laughs> <laughs> cool, 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 cool. I didn't have the patience or time to get him into any face paint. Finally, my hand fell on a day glow lime green number and I grinned. I pulled out the full body catsuit and handed it to him without a word. He took it equally wordlessly glowering at me. I gestured him to the green room to change. When he came out, 
The practically fluorescent green lycra was skin tight, but the fabric was pretty thick and it fit him well enough that nothing too visually uncomfortable was happening. Damn. <laughs> well, we've lost Kate for the rest of the <laughs> Don't just wait, because, okay. Okay, okay. I heard Scully behind me choking back either laughter or tears. Mulder had the attached hood mask pulled up, and the vacuous black eyes of its alien face covered all expression. Oh, Perfect. beautiful. <laughs> I really oh, made myself so laugh. Satisfying. <laughs> so satisfying. <laughs> Scully choked one more time and then got herself under control. There was a full-length mirror just outside the green room. Mulder turned to check himself over. With the long green fil- fingers built into the costume, he beckoned to his own reflection. Muffled behind the mask, I heard him sigh and say, Great. After that, the agents were kind enough to do as I'd asked and blend in. The house lights went down, fog machines and strobes and sound effects in full force, and guests were starting to line up in earnest. They were admitted in groups at about three-minute intervals to experience the haunted house before coming through into the party itself. I could faintly hear shrieks and thumps from the haunted house above the music on the dance floor. I grinned. There hadn't been any fires for me to put out yet thanks to Karen's impeccable management, and I was free to circulate and greet guests and friends but I made sure I always knew where the agents were. They loitered around the exit from the haunted house for a while, Mulder in his little green man mask staring creepily at everyone who entered. He closely examined the the partitions some more, then gestured to Scully when he found the curtain that led to the haunted house backstage. The two of them disappeared through the curtain. I cut across the room and followed behind them. In the dark behind the curtain ahead of me, I heard Mulder's quiet, muffled voice. I'm telling you, if the portal is here, it's active by now. Any one of the people who've gone through here could be changed. Mulder, I still don't understand what your theory is here. Maybe Darcy did change after her experience at this party. It certainly sounds like she was behaving differently toward the people who knew her, but that doesn't explain the physical circumstances that led to her death. Scully's whisper was intense. She was still holding her glowing flask. The way Scully said death was just as strange as the way Mulder had said changed. They'd told me that Darcy had disappeared just after my party, but apparently she was dead. And she'd been seen by people who knew her after the party last year? Any guilt I may have felt about following around and eavesdropping on federal agents was gone as I considered the lies the agents had told me. What the hell was going on? Their whispers got lower as they moved along the close, curtain-built hallway that led around the perimeter of the maze, concealing the performers who did jump scares on the guests making their way through the maze. At this time in the party, groups of new entrants were few and far between. As the agents went along ahead of me, I started to notice we should be running into people huddling backstage waiting to perform their scares. Where was my staff? I realized that Mulder and Scully were making their way towards the entrance to Tartarus that Mulder had seemed so focused on before. As I watched, Mine still on the lack of performers in the maze and the reaming out they'd be getting for abandoning their post before their shifts were over, Mulder reached the place in the wall I'd painted into invisibility. As he reached it, a gigantic arm, easily as big as he was and scaled in what looked like dark shale rock, projected from the solid wall and grabbed him. 
The brief impression of a gangly, shiny green man in the fist of a stone giant made me laugh out loud in shock, and then Mulder was pulled back into the void that was apparently no longer a solid wall. Whoa. Boom. And this is where it cuts to commercial break, right? Yeah, Normally, definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> Spooky stuff's happening, you guys. Damn. It's gonna... <laughs> I'm so fascinated with, like, okay, what is the monster here? Like, what is the phenomena? Well, I mean... Prepare to be disappointed on that. that. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm excited anyway. I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna love it. Okay. Mm well, here we go. Let's, let's continue. Let's continue. Scully immediately cried out, Mulder, and ran forward, drawing a gun from somewhere. She dropped her flask and it broke, spilling glow stick juice everywhere. In the faint green glow, she started to feel the entrance to Tartarus, which was a black wall again, and look around furiously to see if there was some aperture she'd missed. I ran up behind her, panicking. What is going on? She whipped around, gun trained on me for a second before she recognized the black goat face I was wearing, and then immediately went back to feeling the wall, ignoring my question. I turned and ran to the front of the maze, grabbing my head of security from his spot near the door. House lights on, now! Somebody could be hurt and we need to start clearing the party. Get everyone out through the back door. Don't let anyone into the maze! Although we'd been working together for years and he'd seen me lose my cool and frustration before, he didn't hesitate to take me seriously and quickly jumped into action, starting with all the lights cutting on. The shadowy bowers with scarily grinning figures and bloody faces of the vulture-bodied women that seemed to subtly move in shifting lights were instantly transformed into props and sets, and I took off back towards the spot that I had called Tartarus. When I arrived, Scully was on the ground with Mulder. He'd ripped off his alien mask and thrown it on the ground where it looked back at him with vacant reprove. His face was aghast, eyes wide and practically rolling uncontrollably, arms weakly moving as though trying to ward off an attack of organza. Scully had his head in her lap and her hands on either side of his face. She looked terrified, but her voice was steady. Mulder, it's me. You're okay. What happened? Where did you go? After a few long moments, Mulder's expression calmed and he went still, beginning to focus up at Scully's face. Scully, it was blackness, a prison. Giants, forces embodied, great monoliths. They were all trapped. They want to get out, Scully. They want out. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> uh. He jumped to his feet and whipped around to look again at the black paint on the wall, now in the full light, utterly unconvincing as anything but a painted circle. Still in his costume gloves, he balled his prosthetically enhanced green fingers into awkward fists and pounded a few times impotently on the wall. Scully stood too and watched him uncomprehendingly. I could hear my emergency medic at the other end of the maze calling out to see who needed help. When Mulder stopped pounding, they both stood staring for a few long moments before finally I cleared my throat to get their attention. One more time. Just what the hell is going on? I was doubtful I'd be able to recover any goodwill to run my party again next year. Between the abrupt end of the party several hours before schedule, those planning to come late that had to be turned away, 
and the understandable assumption that I'd done something to allow things to go so terribly wrong, it was time for me to throw in the towel. Anyway, I'd have a hard time getting any performers again after the way they'd all been repeatedly grilled in the hours after the party. After the space had been cleared and Mulder recovered his wits, I'd sat down with him in the remains of my party. The medic's attempt to check on him had been rebuffed by Scully, who examined him herself. His only complaint once the shock wore off had been of sore ribs. Unzipping part of his green cat suit, I'd seen over Scully's shoulder a deep bruise forming around his rib cage, like the impression of a giant finger. The two agents asked me for a list of the performers who'd been working the maze, and we'd made sure they were all accounted for together. There were some, though, that seemed dazed. Most of these were the people I'd noticed as not being present at their stations throughout the maze as I was following Mulder and Scully toward Tartarus. When I mentioned that detail, Mulder got a knowing, faraway look, and Scully frowned. They left without explanation, still in costume. But in the days that followed, many of the same people complained to me that the agents had pulled them in for long, confusing interviews about their familiarity with Greek myth and any strange dreams they might have had recently. Several had to refuse requests that they be hypnotized. Mulder loves to hypnotize people. <laughs> All were confused, but seemed to have a general sense that I was to blame for their unpleasant experience. It took me a while to accept the idea that my party was over. Near Thanksgiving, when I was at the height of my disappointment, wondering what I was going to do for Halloween next year already, something came over me. I took a train to Washington, D.C. and went to the Federal Bureau of Investigation's headquarters. I didn't make it past the lobby, and my good sense stopped me just short of making a huge fuss in a building full of law enforcement officers. As I sat there, wondering why I'd bothered to come down here, feeling even more sorry for myself than I had before, I spotted Scully's bright red bob with Mulder's tall frame beside her. They were striding purposefully in intense conversation, but they stopped when I called out to them. Agents Mulder and Scully, I can't stand not knowing what happened. Why did you do all those weird interviews? Why won't you explain what you were investigating? Please, you have to tell me something. I need to know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel myself tearing up in frustration. The two of them looked back helplessly. We were separated by the security checkpoint, and I was making kind of a scene. Mulder had a particularly pained expression, which he turned on Scully. She looked back at him with a tiny, regretful shake of her head. I looked them each in the face, a long, beseeching look, but nothing was forthcoming. So I turned around and left and tried to put the whole thing out of my mind. In January, I got a package. There was no return address. On top was an unmarked vanilla folder with photocopies of some old city planning records inside. They dealt with the construction and inspection history of the loft building where my party was held. The name of the original builder was highlighted along with a few later passages about problems maintaining structural integrity along the north wall and difficulties completing work on schedule due to high incidences of workers walking off the site without indication. According to the records, most turned up again at home with no memory of the job they'd been working. Also in the folder was a small flash drive. I plugged it into my computer and uh, tried the compressed video file on a few players before I got it open. The footage was short, just about 10 seconds long, and obviously pulled from a security camera. 
Though I hadn't recognized her from my own memory, the woman shown on the screen was obviously the same Darcy Jarp the agents had shown me in pictures. The security footage was of an ATM vestibule, but Darcy wasn't withdrawing any money. She paced the length of the vestibule once, then twice. As she turned to make a third pass, she looked up toward the camera for just a moment. Then she exploded into a cloud of something that looked in the limited black and white color palette like glitter. I watched the clip a few times, then uttered a soft, what the fuck? In the package, there was one more item at the bottom, bright green lycra with two bulbous black eyes staring up at me. A note pinned to the costume said simply, thanks for the loan. Uh, this is, I'm sorry, this is a tragedy. <laughs> this oh, is a tragedy. Sad one. They ruined her whole party business. Yeah. 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 With no I remorse. Mean, they, None. Uh, they really, they do go in and out of people's lives. And destroy everything. Well, that's a lot of what I was thinking about when I was writing this is like, how fucked up is it for everyone else like involved tangentially in these cases because yeah. Mulder and Scully are always showing up and being like like asking really weird questions yeah. explaining nothing yeah like these people are also living through these super weird phenomena and people they never get any closure. routinely die yeah all and the time nobody ever explains it yeah Ugh. yeah yeah, yeah, I feel really bad for your main character. I'm sorry. I, I I, mean, she needs reparations. She'll be fine. Can she'll she sue the government? <laughs> so I have, I have questions. <laughs> yeah. So the portal. Yes. It sounds like when Mulder went through, it actually like was Tartarus, mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. were the trapped titans. Mm-hmm. So is the conceit that like whatever the party's theme was that year that's what the portal led to yes that so is what's meant to be the deal what was darcy oh. jarp dressed as that she she eventually exploded into glitter. it wasn't how she was dressed it was because the theme was enchanted forest uh-huh. so she got taken by fairies and they sent back a changeling oh. in her place oh. that, i, that, I that realize that's unclear and i probably if i had had more time i would have figured out a way to make that clearer no it makes total no, sense i feel great. like just having the main character not get any closure and just be like confused very x files very, very yeah, that's sort yeah. Of what i was going for i guess oh, so man yeah oh yeah it was fun to write guys i enjoyed that that was oh, that was awesome. great <laughs> so that was for it. our first guest that was beyond perfect yeah. future guests live up to that yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna have another guest because of this one yeah but people are gonna be like no <laughs> no thank you your standards are too high okay. <laughs> oh it's so sweet guys I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy. <laughs> I'm just really happy to have been able to take Aww. part in this really wonderful um, podcast. Well, we were happy to have Probably. you. Yeah. Next episode, Liz, mm-hmm. is going to be you. It's me. It me, yeah. guys. Yeah. And yeah. I'll, I'll still be here. Yes. Yeah. Amazingly enough. Well, You're going to time portal into the next episode. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the only way that works. <laughs> Nobody leaves until <laughs> everyone's done. <laughs> Nobody leaves. <laughs> Thank you.
you can follow us, friends, mm-hmm. at World Stealers. Yeah. That's on both Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, it's really easy, actually. Um, Our branding is on point. Yeah, we're <laughs> great. Turns out nobody wanted that name before us. I guess. People have, like, morals about stealing things. Whatever. We Whatever. don't. No. We're taking whole worlds. Um, exactly. Also, we're doing a thing, you guys, for people who are kind enough to rate and review us on iTunes. Yes. If in your review you request a little story, we'll write you a one-shot fanfic. Yeah, and it can be, you can um, write like four, literally four words. You could write yeah. like Harry Potter meets Buffy, and we will write it. We'll do it. We will do that. It's going to be short. It's going to be sweet. The more specific you are, the closer we'll get to what you want. Exactly. And at some point, we'll have kind of a mailbag episode where we read a bunch of tiny one-shots mm-hmm. for our tiny army. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to do that. You should. Do it. Make you guys Start like it in there. <laughs> um, and if you have already rated and reviewed us and you're feeling really cheesed that you didn't know about this tweet at us or you know send us a message on Instagram yeah, or like we have a we do have a Gmail account I believe it is World Stealers. it's either worldstealers at gmail.com or worldstealerspod at gmail.com guys I made it I'll check at some point which one it is <laughs> I've never opened it we could have tons of emails in there. oh my god <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna check. That's my goal for today, guys. Let's check it right now. Let's see while we're here, <laughs> locked in this room, ready to do, ready to time port to the next X Files episode. Let's check it. Right yeah, now. I'm gonna check it right now. And in the meantime, do we have a sign off? I feel like we ask that every episode. I feel like <laughs> we never I know. I feel like we don't have a sign off. It's like characters yeah. doing. Well, it. Kate, we've stolen another world. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they got away with it this time. <laughs> uh, next time, we'll see. They'll get us. Gadget? Gadget? <laughs> it's now the Monster Mash. It's now the Monster Mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the Mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the Mash. It's now the Monster Mash. Now everything's cool, Jack's a part of the